Welcome to our study of the book of Revelation. It's a series that's going to help us beware and be aware of the events and the signs and the spirit of the times to be ready for the last day, the reappearance of Jesus, the day of judgment. But also, while we wait, we're encouraged. Uh, we're told to be blessed and to not be afraid because we do belong to Jesus. In Revelation chapter 1, it speaks of Jesus as the one who is, who was, and who is to come. Now, this is a reference to uh, the three advents, or you could say the three comings of Jesus, the Messiah, also called the Christ. So this first coming is the fulfillment of a promise that goes all the way back to Genesis chapter 3, where there is the fall into sin, there is also the promise that one day the seed of the woman, uh, the one born of the Virgin Mary, the second person of the Trinity, the promise that that second person of the Trinity will take on human flesh, take the form of a servant, humble himself, uh, bear our sin at the cross, and in that act, his death and resurrection, that he would crush the head of the serpent or the head of the devil. Now, that promise uh, is fulfilled as Galatians chapter 4 says, when the time had fully come, God sent his son born of a woman, born under the law to redeem those under the law that we might receive the full rights of sons. So Jesus the Messiah, or Jesus the Christ has come. That's the first advent, the first coming. Now, Jesus also spoke to his disciples and to the church about his reappearance, that one day he will come. Uh, As we think about it in the creed, he will come to judge the living and the dead, and this kingdom will have no end. So that's uh, the promise of this second coming, the reappearance of Jesus. This one in between, though, is uh, sometimes overlooked, and that is the promise that Jesus is with his church. In Revelation chapter 1, he is the one who walks among the lampstands. And that this Jesus Christ, the Messiah, does come to his church, does give it gifts. And this is of great comfort, especially to the church that is suffering. That Jesus never leaves his church, never forsakes it, but he is forever caring for it, uh, feeding it, guiding it, giving to it the chief gift, the forgiveness of sins, and empowering this church to proclaim that gospel. So the Nicene Creed, this is one of the three great creeds of the church, uh, describes this one who is, who was, and who is to come with these words. We believe what? Well, in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father by whom all things were made. The one who is, the one who was, and the one who is to come. It continues by saying, well, what's the purpose of this only begotten Son of God? Well, who, for us men, for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man, and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again according to the scriptures, and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father. 
and he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. So if we look at it visually, uh, there again is this promise in the Old Testament that one day the king, the anointed one, the Messiah will come. He will come to destroy the works of the evil one. He will be for us, and being for us, he will crush the head of the uh, the serpent. And in doing that, our enemies, this great uh, unholy trinity, the devil, the world, and our own sinful flesh, will be put under his rule and his reign. And we will participate in the death of Jesus, but also in his resurrection. So that's that first advent. Now, the second advent we often refer to as uh, the, the second cloud. So after the resurrection of Jesus, uh, he ascended into heaven into a cloud, and he promises that one day he will reappear in the same way. So this is the second advent we're talking about then, the day where, where he will uh, come and he will judge the living and the dead, and after that establish the new heavens and the new earth. In the in-between time is that continual advent where he rules and reigns. He does not forsake his church. He does not leave his church. And so we often talk about a better phrase than one day Jesus will return is one day Jesus will reappear. We will see him. He is among us uh, where two or three are gathered. He is with us, as he says in Matthew 28, I will be with you always to the very end of the age. Now, that in-between time, Jesus continually comes to his church. Well, the church needs this because, as he will describe in the Gospels and as we read in the book of Revelation, the time between the clouds, uh, these are the times where uh, we are to beware and be aware and to be ready and to not be afraid. So Jesus is very clear about talking about these signs of the end of the age, uh, the end of the age just being the time between uh, the time between the clouds. Now the church during that time between the clouds is praying. Uh, you can pray it uh, through a song, Come Thou Long Expected Jesus, uh, written by Charles Wesley in 1744. Come thou long expected Jesus, born to set thy people free. From our fears and sins release us, let us find our rest in thee. Israel's strength and consolation, hope of all the earth thou art, dear desire of every nation, joy of every longing heart. Now normally we associate that with Advent, right? Uh, The season right before Christmas, where uh, we remember the promise is fulfilled that Jesus has come. But it also refers to the second advent and the continual advent. Come, uh, you have come to set us free from our fears and sins. Release us. Let us find our rest in thee. The second verse says, born thy people to deliver, born a child and yet a king, born to reign in us forever. Now thy gracious kingdom bring. By thine own eternal spirit, rule in all our hearts alone. By thine all-sufficient merit, raise us to thy glorious throne. So Jesus is also clear what this kingdom looks like. Again, it's not going to be with physical swords or positions of power. 
but rather is going to be through the sword of the spirit, the gospel. And this kingdom uh, is going to be one that takes the very nature of the ministry of Jesus, the form of a servant, uh, the one under the cross during this period between the clouds, but also the one participating in his resurrection. And so uh, we rule in a different way than uh, the world would uh, see fit or that the world chases after. So the prayer of the church between the clouds is really found in Revelation chapter 22, the very end. Um, It says, he who testifies to these things, yes, I am coming soon. And what would the church say? Well, amen. Yes, come Lord Jesus. Especially if you're the church uh, in persecution in this uh, time of tribulation and suffering, right? The time between the clouds. Yes, I'm coming soon, Jesus says. And the church says, Amen. Yes, come Lord Jesus. You could add quickly. And then the promise, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with all the saints. Amen. We need that grace, that chief gift, the forgiveness of sins, the finished work of Jesus, participating in the death of Jesus, but also in the resurrected life of Jesus. And we say to that, Amen, Amen, and Amen. So the book of Revelation, it's a series really that we're studying that will help us beware and be aware of the events and the signs and the spirit of the times, to be ready for the last day of the day uh, of the reappearance of Jesus. But also as uh, we're waiting, right, to be blessed, uh, to not be afraid, because we do belong to Jesus. Jesus.